Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hey, y'all. <laughs> you planned that, didn't you? I did. I could tell. That was sort of a premeditated greeting. <laughs> I don't know why you would have planned that. <laughs> Figured if you're going to plan something, you'd come up with something. No, I'm, I'm just joking. Anyways. Yeah, I've come up with something better, but I had like five seconds <laughs> to okay. come up with Maybe something. next time. You That's my excuse. Them. Anyway... So what, get to the point, guys. What, 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 what are we listening here for? Well, today we're going to do another Q&A. Yay! Because we're going on vacation in a few days, and this is we, what we're doing now is sometimes filming podcasts back-to-back. So we just filmed an awesome one, and now we're going to do our Q&A so we can enjoy our vacation and not, not, not uh, miss out on our weekly podcast. Yeah. So there's a, now, now that I've been doing this, there's like, so many, so many comments. So I was going to say straight up. You mean questions? Questions, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no way I can get to all of them. So I'm sorry for those, but we're going to do our best. We're going to dig in right now. Okay. Any minute. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gone. This is not premeditated. I'm just kind of glancing through them right now. Yeah. Is there anything you want to share with them when I look, love? How's that? You got your women's retreat coming up pretty oh, yeah. soon, huh? Why don't you tell them about that? So, um, my women's retreat that I'm going to be doing in October, October 12th through the 15th in Sedona, Arizona. Um, it's going to be so, so magical. I'm so excited. Um, my sister Tia is going to be there to, uh, teach yoga. I'm debating on, um, we're still coming up with the exact itinerary of what, how we're going to do everything, but. What's we're the, what's the do, main focus? What's like the theme? Oh, sorry. We're going to, um, the theme is basically empowerment, self-empowerment, empowering others and lifting each other up and self-care, self-healing. So we're going to do some, uh, some fun exercises that I've got planned out for, um, to help get deep in it and, um, make yourself feel really good. Awesome. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll be sharing more about that pretty soon. Right now, I, I found a question. Oh, perfect. So this one is, do families, this is for uh, Melissa Gardner, do families tend to have spiritual awakenings together? Is this common? Mm. So I would say sometimes. Yes, I say it's all dependent on the people, really. Um, I have four siblings, and one of them, is I'm pretty sure going through a spiritual awakening. Um, uh, but my other siblings, not so much. But there's people that are like, oh, I woke up and my brother woke up and w- my sister woke up too. And we're all, you know, in this together and it's so great. But yeah. it doesn't always happen that way. One person waking up will greatly, greatly enhance the chances of those around them waking mm-hmm. up as well it's like uh it's it, it it's either that or there'll be a breaking away mm-hmm. and even the breaking away doesn't mean that person will never wake up and come back mm-hmm. because you might have left enough seeds in their pockets it just wasn't quite the time to sprout yeah um so a lot of times it just takes one person in, in the family to to wake up the others. Yeah, and I always say like, don't count anybody out. Like, definitely not because you think like, oh, they're too far gone. There's no way they're gonna wake up. I, I just say they're on their own journey, and if it's meant to be, it'll be, and they'll, you know, I've seen people wake up that I was like, 
Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would say if the person asking, if I had to guess, is in a family and not all of them are waking mm -hmm. up. So that's probably the motive. So for you, dear, I would say that you can't rush it. You can't force it. You can't even really influence it. The, the best way to wake others up is to wake yourself up as best you can. Yeah. And, and lead, to be the best person you yeah, can. Yeah. Lead by example. Exactly. Yeah. Because that they'll see like, oh, there's something different about this. What, what's her name? Um... Melissa? Melissa, there's something different about Melissa. I don't know what it is, but I like it. And I'm going to ask her what she's been doing. And then you can be like, oh, I've been meditating. And then that might spark up another conversation. And, yes. you know, it's like, you know, I always say, allow them to ask you because you can like, we get excited when, you know, we want to like share information with people, but sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Honestly, I've changed quite a bit my my earlier opinion about mm -hmm. like how many people are going to wake up during this shift, I really didn't think many were going to wake up. Like I, I used to count people out and say, dude, there's no freaking way that person's going to mm -hmm. wake up. Look at, look at how they're being. But what I'm really seeing is just how brilliantly planned this all is. And there's people that I, I know that are starting to wake up that I would have never in a million years guessed and just sort of observing from the outside, like what caused them to wake up. It just seems so divinely mm. perfect. Orchestrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause it's always perfect. Just like, uh, we won't talk. No, I won't. Never mind. I was going to mm. talk about people we know, but me and Patty have learned to be kind of careful doing that because, um, I don't know. They might not want to be talked about. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a positive thing, but I'm going to move on. Um, anyway. Now everyone's going to be like, well, who was it? <laughs> just... Angelina Alonso says, I want to end a friendship. Well, then do it. I won't yeah. say anything else. Don't say I want to. Say, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you want to end the friendship, the friendship is already over anyway on your end. So there's really no point in dragging it out. You don't have to be like, we're not friends anymore. You can just have a natural falling away. It doesn't have to be so, um, intense. Right. Someone asked me, what would you say about the backdrop people that Dolores Cannon talks about? Do you know what that is? Mm -mm. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Dolores Cannon's is like awesome hypnotherapist, very well known. She's deceased now, but she would take people from all over the world into very, very deep states of of consciousness and she was able to actually communicate believe it or not with their higher selves and get all sorts of wild information that's that lined up from people all across the globe mm. all walks of life so she's got these these huge books called the the convoluted universe series like 600 pages each it's like four or five of them she's, she's very prolific yeah but anyway that's these some of these people their higher selves would talk about the backdrop people which are are people in our reality that really aren't, they don't really have souls. They're not really individuals. They're just sort of perceived by us. They're backdrop people, like props in a way, just to create this experience of <laughs> being more crowded than we thought or something. Mm. I don't know what the deal is with that. But do I have any opinion on that? No, not really, honestly. To me, it, that's not something I personally spend a lot of time investigating anymore because it mm -hmm. doesn't really hold a lot of practical relevance whether i understand that right and what does it matter not. if like the people at the gym are backdrop people you know like you're not yeah. talking to them anyway or at, the people in the grocery store i think it just depends on your state of con like your perspective like from yeah. like a real higher state of awareness you realize that everything is you yeah not just other people like everything is just a, a, a 
as Aaron would say, you pushed out. It's just a, mm-hmm. for other, it's all reflection of you. Yeah. Um, but from the concept of the idea that we're just these individual souls sort of like mixing together, then I guess it's, it's an interesting thing to ponder for sure. I'm not above it. I, I, I sometimes think about that, but no, I, I don't have any like, don't intel for you. It. That's for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is for uh, Dreisa, Dreisa. Victor, you're a... Th- thank you, dear. <laughs> she gave me a nice compliment. And then she said, did ayahuasca help you manifest your intentions? I would say yes. <laughs> it's uh, Again, it's not for everybody. We're not preaching about it, but it really does help you manifest your intentions ex- very quickly. And I'll give an example from someone who came to one of our retreats a little the first time. He left disappointed. He left like I. This is all. I didn't have much of an experience. Oh yeah. And he wanted his money back at at one point. He didn't ask for it. His wife told me that's what he said, and <laughs> he was just not happy. Yeah. And then he came back. We were. I was shocked to see. He was like the, one of the first ones to sign up for the next one, and he was. He explained in this email like, Victor, you'll never even believe it, man. I had like a laundry list of specific intentions for this, the first retreat. None of them seemed to get fulfilled. And yet here we are three months later and every single thing has manifested mm-hmm. in my life in, in miraculous ways. ways. And this guy was like a different person. He oh really was. He was so he, Even the sound of his voice when yeah. I spoke with him on the phone, I was like, who is this man that I'm speaking with? Because he just sounded so different and light And, um, yeah, I mean, you might, if you're interested in drinking medicine, you may have your intentions answered during ceremony, which is what happens for me a lot of the time, most of the time. Um, but the medicine starts working once you make the decision to drink, then after you drink, the medicine continues to do her work. So the ceremony ends, but the work is still happening. So even if you drink the medicine and your intention doesn't get met, like as it did in this particular man's that Victor was um, talking about, but it happened after. So mm-hmm. there's always there's always opportunity for your intentions to be met. Always. Yeah. With that, with all that said, as much as I'm a fan of the medicine, in fact, Patty and I are going to Rhythmia in a few months here with our friends. Um, I, I do like, there's this Chandler Bashar who talks about it as just like a kind of a permission slip. Mm-hmm. He was like, basically, we have the ability to manifest our intentions extremely quickly. But for a temporary time, it can help to believe that the ayahuasca is helping you. When in reality, it's more of just like you're giving yourself permission with your own belief systems that to allow yourself to manifest so quickly. So I think it's important to to understand that you are the one with the power, no matter what technique or whatever it is you use. It's it's uh, it's like a helpful stepping stone. Mm-hmm. So that's my perspective. I know Patty might. I have a different a different view on on the medicine because I have a different relationship with her but um you know everyone's entitled to have their own opinion and as Victor mentioned the medicine is not for everyone and that's okay when I first drank the medicine I thought oh everyone needs to drink ayahuasca because she changed my life but after drinking more I realized it's not a, a medicine that's for everyone so before you drink the medicine, make sure that it's really feels like a calling from her. Yeah. You know, 
Anyway, you ready to move on, yeah. there, buddy? No, I could talk about I it all see. day. <laughs> I, know, I know you're sad to let it go, but this is for, I don't know how to pronounce it, Mimiu. Um, I see repetitive numbers a lot that my kids are now conscious of it too. How do I explain it to them? I would say don't, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. I'm not a parenting expert, but in my opinion, just based on my own experience, it really is not important to explain anything to your kids. They're kids for the most mm-hmm. part. Unless they're like teenagers and you just talk to them like an adult. But for the most part, there's you don't have to let them know about any of this. They're probably way more tapped in than you, way yeah. more tapped in than me. And so much so where it's not even an interesting thing for them right. to talk about synchronicity and this and manifestation. They are just, it's just natural. It's just who they are. Right. Um, so if anything, watch how they behave. Watch how they are so graceful and playful and, and, and maintain their wonder of life. You could learn from them. You don't have to explain what it means to see 11-11 to your kids, in my right. opinion. But if you, if you notice that they're noticing it and they are asking you like, ooh, I saw this, what does that mean? I would just say, depending on the age of your kids, I would say like, oh, either A, it's a synchronicity and that just means you're on the right path or... Um, you know, or that you're, you're lucky. It's like your lucky number, you know, like it just depends on the age of your kids. If they're, if they're asking for like a specific answer or whatever, that's, that's what I I did with our kids anyway. This one is, uh, Oh God, leave your legacy, something or other. It's a question I wouldn't normally answer, but they oh, ask it every single time. And I would, you, I'm just you're hook, smiling. I was like, oh, God, what is up. this? They said, hey, Vic, is hair loss on the head an ascension symptom? And can you reverse it? I would say, I know for me, when my hair started to recede, it was uh, it was like tough to accept for me. <laughs> and I, just, I was like looking up hair, different a, things I, I could and do. And I used to be a hairdresser. So he's asking me and I'm like, well, okay, there's some things that we can buy that might help you, but... I think you know. that is it an ascension symptom? I don't think so, honestly. Unless you're like, it, it depends. You really feel, feel that you're like, so stressed out that your hair is falling yeah. out. Other than that, because there's many different fa- yeah, there's many different factors that um, go into hair loss. Stress is a huge factor for creating hair loss. Um, if you are like losing like large amounts of hair and it's for due to stress then you obviously need to yeah find a way to de-stress and um the best way to get your hair to grow is to create a healthy environment for your hair so your scalp exfoliating your scalp massaging your scalp circulation blood circulation so massaging your scalp brings the blood to the to the hair follicle and helps your hair grow <laughs> so i should have known you'd have a so much if you if, more detailed answer than me well yeah i mean that was people used to pay me to know that stuff i would also suggest maybe as best you can and it's not always easy for some people but try to accept the aging process yeah another thing too i want to add that's not got anything to do with the aging process um, is if you were on a specific medication, medications can affect hair, like make your hair fall out up to six months after you've stopped taking them. So it could be something like that. But as Victor mentioned, you know, sometimes it's just genetics and it's just your aging and your hair is just coming out and, you know, it's, 
It's beautiful. Yeah, like I know people, I won't say names, mm-hmm. but I know people who have resisted the aging process as long as I've known them and I've known mm-hmm. them a very long time. Right. And their focus is on all the problems. Like for me, I'm 35 now and you know what? I love to work out, but I can't work out quite as intense. I'm not quite as strong and I get ache, I get achy a lot. Like during our retreats, I always like my knees are always killing me cuz mm-hmm. we're always like sitting on the floor yeah. and like doing like meditations and stuff. Um, but but I don't focus. I don't. I don't focus on it. Is my hair not as thin now, or is it thinner now than when I was in high school? Yeah, quite a bit. But I don't think about. It. I don't give it my energy and attention because when I do, it makes it makes it like amplifies mm-hmm. that. Rather, I could look like you know what? I'm older now. I'm a lot smarter. I'm a lot wiser. <laughs> I don't make as you know. I learn from my mistakes more quickly. And there's all these badass benefits to being old, basically. Yeah. So it just. I would say for you. Shift, try to shift your perspective and not freak out so much. So worst case, you shave your head. You have no hair. You still have your eyesight, I'm guessing, and you can hear and you can you can make love and you can have friends. You can do your passion. Don't let the, your hair receding or whatever really get you down that much. We're all going to be either shrivel up and die at some point or even die young earlier. It, we're not, we're not, we don't, no one gets out of this place alive. <laughs> This is uh, someone said, I dreamt about a snake that bit my third eye and woke up surprised. Any thoughts on that? For Well, I think a snake is going to represent different things for different people. But for me, when I was going through my like my in, more intense kundalini awakening, I would see snakes in my dreams and that would represent the kundalini for me. It represented like a transformative energy. And whenever I would see a snake in my dream, I'd wake up and I'd be going through a, a kundalini episode where all this powerful energy would be like just pulsating through my entire body. Um, but for biting your third eye, it's more about, there are some archetypal, probably universal meanings, but I would also ask yourself what, what it means to you. Yeah. I think the serpent, um, if I'm not mistaken, there's a book called by John Narby, something Narby. Um, but anyway, I think if I'm not mistaken, the serpent actually represents life force, um, in some cultures. I could be mistaken though, cause it's been a while since I've read that book. But for me, the, the snake always represents ayahuasca. So that for me, when I, you know, I actually had, um, during an ayahuasca ceremony, I had a snake engulf me. Like it didn't bite my third eye. It literally ate me. So, um, and then I started having my experience. So for me, the snake represents, um, consciousness and and life. I would even say, in fact, our shaman even said this, that she said exactly Kundalini is just as another flavor of ayahuasca or, or vice versa. Essentially, it's like the same, it's a very similar force. It's, a, it's like a force of nature that raises your consciousness, basically. Right. They both have the same exact job and even sometimes, honestly, are experienced very similarly. Mm. So... This real quick one, Energy Vibration asks, they say, after a guided meditation, I'm having pain in my head. Kindly help me. 
that is probably your, the kundalini is being built up in yeah. your head and what you want to do is take more time coming out of it a lot of people they'll get into a really deep meditation and then just get up and go about their mm. day but it's almost like if you're shaken awake while in like the real deep levels of sleep it's, you ever had that where you wake up and you're just kind of foggy all day you're not really yourself you didn't really fully wake up you gotta let yourself fully come out of the meditation and that'll resolve a lot of the post-meditation issues that people have. Yeah, I also would suggest, even though I'm, I don't really meditate that often, I also, I would suggest trying to bring the energy out of your head, like focus on moving the energy back down into your kundalini, you know, area or your root chakras. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's just too much energy up there mm-hmm. to try to bring it down. I don't know how to do that, but... I Well, it depends on the situation. I People who are going through a kundalini awakening generally don't want to try to manipulate the energy. Just It's more about general grounding and going for walks, that kind of thing. Okay. But So do you think maybe grounding after meditation would help? Yeah, I think just taking time to come out of it will suffice, honestly. But yeah, grounding, you know, eating a heavier meal, going for a walk, that can help too. But people probably don't want to do some kind of lengthy routine after a quick meditation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is an interesting one do you know of Doreen Virtue and if so what happened with her do you know you, do you know Doreen Virtue you know Doreen yeah. Virtue yeah didn't she like become a born again Christian or something yeah. after reading tarot yeah. cards for years I don't know I actually I actually honestly liked her I thought she seemed like a really a genuine person yeah. and I think she's become really religious now suddenly yeah and people her fans were quite surprised by that but I was surprised too but I feel like you know, everybody has to go with what's resonating with them in each moment. And for her, if that's what resonates, then she's got to follow that calling. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, when you have a following like she has mm-hmm. for a long time, people don't want to see you change. Right. Like I used to follow Elliot Hulse for a while and he was like a fitness guy. And then he started talking about like bioenergetics and meditation and his uh-huh. fans would yeah. rebel and say, dude, I want to learn deadlifts, man. Yeah. And he would say, listen, I, ch-. or another example is one of my favorite bands is nine inch nails, mm-hmm. kind of a heavier music for most of you probably. Um, but Trent Reznor, the lead singer and pretty much creator of all, all, all the instruments and everything. He does everything. Um, his earlier music was extremely dark and because that's where he was at. Yeah. But now his music's a lot more, uh, higher, higher vibe, like uh, more upbeat. Not that his other earlier stuff was lowered by, but anyway, he's changed. Yeah. And he said he would get like criticism, like play your old stuff, Trent, blah, blah, blah. What happened to you? And he was doing an interview. He said, I changed. I evolved. Yeah. Life happened. Yes. And just that people don't like to see that. So being someone who's like in the light a little bit myself, I would say you can expect, you've probably seen me change. I would say yeah. for this person asking is let them, let Doreen be, let her be herself. So let her go through You don't her have stuff. to always agree with how other people are changing. You know? Yeah, it might. Like, and I don't watch her anymore. No, but, I don't either. But I'm not against or I don't resist who she's become at all. Mm-hmm. I wish her nothing but the best. Do you believe a judgment day after death? Interesting. I believe that we judge ourselves. I resonate. I Before I really had my official spiritual awakening, I was reading a ton of books about near-death experiences and one of the main experiences was people would, they would be gone for so long, sort of dead in a way, and they would go, they go to the light, 
and then they'd be met by a, a team or some spirit guides or familiar faces in a sense on the other side and they'd be taken to a place where they would go through a life review and the way this was explained was sort of hard to put into our human terms it sounded like it would happen in an instant mm -hmm. but you'd go through every facet of every moment of your life from the perspective of all the people you were involved who were involved in your life which obviously would take a lot of linear time mm -hmm. but the point is there's no there's no angry man with a beard that says you suck you do you messed up here it's more like oh my goodness here's the truth of how i behaved while on earth what am i going to do about it maybe i'll go back and into the and do another life so i can resolve this in you know thing that i did and heal this karma and it's more of like my understanding is that you sort of like strategize, okay, what would be the smartest move from here based upon my performance at Earth? Um, but I, I, I really don't believe that there is a, a, like a secular sort of, uh, you know, mon uh, this one God that you just go and he's either happy with you or he's not. Mm. But I also believe that we are so powerful that a lot of people very well could die and cross over and create that exact experience because that's what they believe. Mm -hmm. I had a dream um, years ago where I actually died in my dream and I came up out of my body like nothing had happened. And I was like, hey guys, I'm here. And everyone was like crying because I was dead on the ground. But that dream kind of made me feel like death is really just another life. Like it's really just, then you just start a new life. So I don't, I don't know if I believe that there's any sort of judgment. Um, yeah. You don't think that you might evaluate yourself? Maybe, but I wouldn't say that I would judge myself because well, that's in, that, more like in a, that plane of, it would be more observing the yeah. life before because there is no judgment. It's all love. Yeah. That's nice. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how do this is for? I mean, I I can't pronounce most of these. Their usernames on Instagram is where I'm reading, so a lot of them don't make sense to to me just to read off. But someone asked how to deal with nostalgia when you miss someone, and I would say not look at it like something to deal with. Like for me, I get nostalgia quite a bit with my high school friends. <laughs> I I Patty knows when they were like we were. I had this like awesome tightly knit oh here comes the nostalgia crew of <laughs> badasses that we just we were monsters and rolled through the halls like just the SWAT team of really close friends <laughs> and I had so much no, fun sweet yeah you, high school yeah. was like so fun for me like we, we partied hard and just oh my god it's, you can probably tell and right now I'm I'm feeling nostalgic and I, I miss that I miss having a, an army of friends just we had, we had such a huge group of friends um but i don't look at like oh there's that nostalgia what could i do about it it's like huh i i allow it i embrace uh -huh. the nostalgia i let myself think about it and then it comes and then it that experience passes and that goes mm -hmm. it's really that simple yeah i agree i don't really get too nostalgic about things maybe when like the kids were babies someone asked what habits they need to adopt for their spiritual growth and healing. Um, well, I would say you're, you'll always be attracted naturally to what's going to 
benefit you most on your spiritual path and that might yeah, be a it's, habit it's all or every everyone's journey is so different so it's it's hard to say like this is what's going to work for you yeah so but it's I, like trial and error you know go with what resonates right yeah i would say something involving mindfulness or meditation would accelerate yeah things, though. It right will. But, that, but there's the many different ways of doing that you know right. it's like some people meditate some people paint you know, it's, it's getting into the meditative state is the important part. How you get there is not quite. Of course, so I, I yeah. agree. But I'm saying like generally, like if this person was to start meditating every day, that would accelerate their awakening. That would, because it makes you more conscious, literally. Right. Um, I know. Yeah. So yeah, I would say some sort of mindfulness practice would be very helpful. Also, physical exercise helps the energy move through you some mm -hmm. kind of if you just sit around all day and, and are inactive you need to we're human beings and you will thrive if you find a way to start moving your body in some sort of way where you're pushing yourself mm -hmm. that would make a big difference to a lot and of even if you have like a lot of fatigue just walking going for like a walk in nature drive to a park and go walk in nature you know for a little bit until your energy level gets back up you know just to do something physical because it helps Right. Hmm. Not a good question. I, I can't get into it. It'd just be too long of a response. Let's see. We'll do one more here. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Why does it have to be one? Can't you just pick one and we can do two maybe? Yeah, why don't you entertain him while I look for one yeah. real quick? I don't know what to do. This is why you are the one that is on YouTube and not me. Okay, this is for Mind Soul Mad. What's, the t what's on the top of your mind right now in your spiritual journey? Like what's the theme right now for you? What are you like learning right now? Um, one of the things that is coming up for me is, um, like I, I'm trying to, um, articulate, like verbalize how, how this is. Okay. So one thing that I always do is I, um, wait to be asked like, I'm cause I'm, I'm, um, learning about being a medicine woman and, and all that. Um, so I, I was at a point where I was waiting to be asked like, okay, are you ready to do this? But what's coming up for me now is that I have to ask, like I have to be assertive in what I want. Um, which is why my teachers made me ask them to sing in ceremony instead of them coming up and asking me because it was, it's, uh, it's yeah, I guess being assertive in, in my learning. That's funny because I didn't really know that was what, you know, I know we've talked about that. I didn't know that was your theme, but it's been my theme for a while now. That's exactly what I was going to share. It's like right now I've come to a place in my business where I have not only an assistant, but I have like multiple assistants. I have, I have people that do a lot of different things for me. I kind of a team of people and it's new to me. And, it, and what I've been working on is delegating and, mm. and really letting go. That's what my coach, my coach Mikel said, Victor, there's, he, he could tell I was like being a little bit, a little bit 
rigid with certain things. He said, there's something magical that happened, Victor, when you just let go and let other people help you. Mm -hmm. And he was right. It was about, I want to update my website, one of the things he's doing for me. Um, but So I'm learning that. I'm learning like letting go of being a control freak. I'm learning how to delegate and feel sort of firm in my, my power and worthiness to tell people what to do and not feel guilty or like I'm not, I shouldn't be in this position where I'm like bossing all these people mm -hmm. around. So I'm learning how to do that in a very authentic, powerful, and yet humble way. And I'm doing great now. It was like very uncomfortable for me when I started having assistance and like, yeah. I, I know there'd be times where I'd say something that they might not like and this and that. So I would like beat around the bush, but then that would backfire and bite mm -hmm. me in the butt. Um, so I, I really learning what it means to be fully empowered and, and know your worth. Yeah. So in a similar to what you meant, which does require being assertive. Yeah. Well, I, and mine is also like, like asking to asking for, what I want. So if I, I have a specific thing that I, I want to start doing. So I, I had to like ask my teacher, but I knew that I was going to have to ask her. I still procrastinated doing it, but it's like, no, just do it. Just, if you want something, you have to just go for it. So that's for me, just, I guess, being a, more assertive with uh, my learning. Yeah. That's a good lesson for a lot of people. Just like knowing that like, it's not enough just to like decide, like have the insight. I want to sing during ceremony, right? I bet when that the idea first came to you and you imagine yourself singing, it's like very like wow, that's awesome, and you feel connected to it. Like yes, yeah. I bet I will sing, and that's I'm so happy that I resonate with that because I would love to sing. Mm -hmm. But it for all that to happen, you got to freaking go up and sing. I know. I was actually told by the medicine to go ask to sing. And I was like, I don't even have a song to sing. Yes. Like, you know? So it was like, for me, it was like, that was like the beginning of the whole thing. And yeah. then it was like, now I have to ask to sing. And now I have to ask to, to go on to this next step on my journey. Mm. So it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's um, teaching me, empowering myself. Yeah, that you know? was a, a theme for me for a long time because I would always just want to manifest things and have things fall into mm, my lap. Right, yeah. And, and it was like, no, I need, it's actually more satisfying to go and create them and make things happen. Not in some sort of like controlling, domineering way, but because I think one of the main things that people, human beings have lost is their their awareness of their power. Mm. And sometimes just being assertive or something like what I'm yeah. talking about is a way to really remind you of who you really are and what you're really capable of. And then when you can quote unquote manifest something like getting up and singing and blowing people's minds during ceremony, it's not like, oh, I'm so thankful the universe did this to know I did this and I feel damn good about myself for doing it. It's a very mm -hmm. satisfying feeling to know that you, you have power and yeah. you, you can make things happen in your life. And that's also translates into like not being a victim anymore and realizing no matter what's going on in your life, you've already proven to yourself that you can make things happen. So why not in here? Right. Why not with this? Let's do it. Let's focus ourselves in this problem and overcome that. And then it just is a, this accumulation of like good power. Right. power that's just helpful. that's what empowerment is it's yeah. good power it's like yeah yeah i'm excited for my women's retreat yeah yeah good it's a big focus yeah okay my friends i hear all the kids gathering but outside the door yeah so we're gonna bounce that's our cue hope you guys enjoyed this next time if you want to participate just follow me on instagram at victor Odo. and whenever i'm gonna do a cue of this nature 
I will announce it and then I'll just go through the questions like I did this time. Until next time, my friends, God Nam- bless you. Namaste. Namaste.